following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to actually talk to you about how I'm able to record this week's episode, and that's because of Zencaster. Now, I hear so many times from people that want to start a podcast and they don't know where to start, and I was in the same situation. I was at home. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go, and I was referred to Zencaster. So I started out with the hobbyist account, which is free. It allows you to record with others virtually. And it also, you know, allows you just to record regular old audio, just you talking. And I have seen how much Zencaster has grown since that first day that I logged on. And it has grown so much that I have gone from the hobbyist account to the professional account. And one of the things that the professional account offers, and this is big for a number of people, is the fact that video podcasting is now available on Apple Podcasts. And when you have a professional account, the professional subscription and above, Zencaster will distribute your video podcast to all available video podcast players. Now, this is currently unseen on the market. Zencaster is the only platform to offer automatic video distribution, and a lot of podcasts are going the video route. So if that is something that you've been thinking of, Zencaster can do that for you. I personally love that I can say that I have seen Zencaster grow so much in just a few short years, and it's exciting to be a part of it. And I want you to be a part of it too. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code, two kids and a career. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. And I want you to have the same easy experiences that I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. And let's go ahead and get into this week's conversation of two kids and a career. One of the crucial C's is connection. Connect with your kids, listen to them, play with them, eat with them, and become involved with their lives. Don't nag them and shout at them. And the teenage years don't have to be traumatic and difficult and awkward. You know, all the time we are changing. The children are changing. We have to adapt like they do. But if you think connection and how you can build, you know, that real core bond with your kids, you will manage to get through all the ups and downs of raising them. And you don't have to shout at them or be cross with them to guide them, nurture them, or discipline discipline them. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Two Kids in a Career is brought to you by Blondin Real Estate. They're a family-owned boutique-style brokerage with over 40 years of experience serving the counties that surround St. Louis. See the properties they have to offer at BlondinRealEstate.com. That's BlondinRealEstate.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. 
There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Welcome to this week's episode of Two Kids and a Career. I have to honestly say there are two reasons why I wanted Sue Atkins to be on this podcast. One, she is from London, and two, she's super colorful and fun. I know there's actually other reasons to have you on, Sue, but those are the two things that made me say, Heck yeah, I'm responding to this lady. <laughs> that will do for me. <laughs> I mean, you are like this this picture. If you go to Sue's website, you will see her. She is so colorful and so everything that I would love to be. And I don't put enough color into my life, especially with my wardrobe. And you just, I don't know, when I saw your picture, I just really, really, really lit up and thought, okay, this woman has to be on the podcast. And (laughs) it's not really just because of your fun, colorful, outward appearance, but it's because you're a parenting expert. And listen, (laughs) as a mom to two littles, I could use all the advice I can get. So welcome (laughs) officially to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so as I said, London, let's talk a little bit about that, your background of where you're from, and then we'll get into how, because I was reading your bio, and I'm like, how is she doing all these things? But uh, we'll get into that in just a second. Let's start with your background. Okay, well, I was born in London and grew up in Streatham, uh, and I was a teacher for 22 years, a deputy head teacher, and I just loved that career. And then my mother died and my father died within the same year of each other. Mm. And I think I went, oh, what's what's the next 20 years going to be about? Um, so I decided to go off and retrain. So I trained in something called NLP and I became a master practitioner and trainer with, um, you know, Uh, Paul McKenna and Dr. Richard Bandler. And then I took off in terms of coaching. I thought, right, where do I want to put these wonderful uh, techniques and skills and things that I've learned? Ah, yes. And when I was a head, deputy head, I was very interested in children's self-esteem. So I put all my energy then into helping parents raise happy, confident, resilient children with strong self-esteem and good inner confidence question about head deputy. What does that exactly mean as a teacher? That means you're in senior leadership. The um, okay. head teacher is the head and leads the school. I'm the one underneath the head teacher. Okay. All right. So then this is what's really fascinating to me. And what I'm so happy that we're starting to talk about more now is the self-esteem and the confidence of these kids. And I've said this on a number of my episodes that there is a shift now that we're starting to see, but it has been, in, in my opinion, just the way that I see how I was raised and others raised that It was very much, you're the parent and the child listens to the parent and does everything the parent says, because those are the rules. The parents in charge, you need to follow suit. And while you can still make that claim today, I think that the difference is we are now starting to consider 
what happens with our kiddos at a very early age and how those things affect them as they grow up. Would you feel like that's a very quick uh, diagnosis, so to speak, of how we're seeing the shift in raising our kids? Well, over the years of doing this, there has been a shift. Uh, Parents tend to want to be their children's friend nowadays, not so much their parent. And I think kids have got enough friends. They don't need you to be their friend. But on the other hand, you don't need to be authoritarian. There are four types of parenting styles. And authoritarian is you do as I say because I've told you. And the one I favor is the authoritative, which you've got to make sure you've got your teeth in to say. But it (laughs) is the one that is you're in authority, but you're flexible, you're kind, you're patient, you know, you listen, you adapt as they grow and change because there's no point in talking to a 14-year-old the way you talk to your four-year-old. So actually, the style that you adopt is very important. But I have noticed a shift away from, uh, you know, sort of trying to tell your children things. They're always sort of asking their children. And of course, children will play you up and mess you about Mm. and want to stay up really late and eat loads of chocolate and not go to bed or brush their teeth if you let them. I'd like to take a minute to highlight one of the sponsors of the podcast, Evoke Creative. I have been working with the ladies at Evoke Creative since day one, since the day I started my podcast on my own. They are the ones that really kind of gave me the confidence to do this on my own. They sat me down and they said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We are going to create a website. We are going to create a digital marketing strategy. We are going to create a guideline for you to see what the potential is for you and your podcast. And then they took it a step further further, and they said, hey, listen, not only are you going to have your podcast, two kids in your career, but you are going to have your own business, which has now turned into Jill Divine Media. And if it wasn't for these two women that saw what I didn't see in me, I'm not sure that I would still have the fire to keep going. So I just encourage you, if you have an idea or you already have the idea, you've already started implementing some of the things, please reach out to Evoke Creative. They will give you that extra energy and boost that you need to keep going. Because as a small business owner, and if you're a small business owner, you can relate, sometimes it is just difficult. It is difficult to keep going. But when you see how it makes an impact, that's what keeps you going. And that's what the ladies at Evoke Creative are here to do for you. You can learn more at evokecco.com. It's evokecco.com. All right, let's get back into this week's conversation. Yep. I, I think I didn't even realize that, that you, yes, we have gone from one extreme to the other. All right. Yes. I want to be the authority, authority, I I can't even say it, yeah, my teeth are in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to dive into that. I yeah. try, I try to listen to my kids. Again, I have littles. I have a five and a three-year-old and I want to speak to them in a way where they know that they are heard, but then also that you know, my husband and I, we are your parents, but I want to respect their feelings. And I want to hear that. I want, I guess what I am really interested in is just setting up 
what are relationships going to continue to look like as we get older? Because you often hear so many times, wait till the teenage years, you guys are going to have hate each other and there's going to be this and there's going to be that. And of course, I want to hope that they come to us and talk to us, but I know that may not be the case either. So how do I take on this way of parenting or suggestions that you have for me? Well, you just have the intention and the relationship is what it's all about. And I think there are, you know, I talk about the crucial C's and one of the crucial C's is connection. Connect Mm. with your kids, listen to them, play with them, eat with them and become involved with their lives. Don't nag them and shout at them. And the teenage years don't have to be traumatic and difficult and awkward. You know, all the time we are changing. The children are changing. We have to adapt like they do. But if you think connection and how you can build, you know, that real core bond with your kids, you will manage to get through all the ups and downs of raising them. You don't have to shout at them or be cross with them to guide them, nurture them or discipline them. So you have multiple books. You are a fellow podcaster as well. And you are on different BBC shows. I mean, you've got lots of stuff going on. And I don't know if it's easier. Like, of course, I'm very interested in the positive toddler roadmap. But I also know that there are parents that are listening who have teenagers. Should we start with whatever's easiest and best for you? Should we start with the younger and get to the older and how the different books relate? What would you like to do? Because we have a lot to cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, start, start at the beginning sort of okay. thing. So right from the age of when you've got babies, you nurture them, you pick them up when they cry, you feed them, you look after them, you cuddle them. And so that bond is strong. And then as they come to the toddler years, um, I, I was asked quite a lot about how the pandemic was affecting children. And that's why I wrote the Toddler Roadmap, which is a comprehensive e-course actually that people can download and watch and listen to and read. And I also did a podcast to go alongside it. So go to my website, the thesueatkins.com and check it out because it will be helpful because I cover you know the why stage the no the potty training the sleep the fussy eating everything that you you know you have a sort of a, a worry about with the toddler years but people say they're the terrible twos well I think they're the terrific twos because children are growing maturing they're getting better at speaking they're better you know getting fantastically good with climbing and their dexterity and all the wonderful things that are happening in the two-year-old their brains are developing at a rate of knots they're learning so fast so you know I wanted to make sure that you are a positive parent so everything I do whether it's writing broadcasting speaking or whatever it may be is all around helping parents no finger pointing or tut-tutting but a helping hand because it's not always easy raising children it is tiring it is exhausting it can be overwhelming but with a few little tips and a few changes perhaps in your attitude you can really enjoy raising your children so that's why I wrote the toddler roadmap and that's why I wrote the book parenting made easy how to raise happy children it's all kind of loads of questions in there for you to think about as well it's not about me telling you all the time I like to ask questions to help you find your own answers because you know we're all unique we all have different personalities
personalities and styles, but there is an overarching good practice throughout all of my books. And then I wrote two books for kids, a journals all around confidence, and another one called The Divorce Journal for Kids to Help Children Process a Divorce, because mm. sometimes they get left out. People, as one little girl said to me many years ago when I was teaching, but nobody's listening to me. So I wrote The Divorce Journal so that she could feel heard. Mm. Yes, they need to be heard. And that is, I mean, I see it with mine. When they're heard, I can tell a difference. I wanted to ask for maybe a couple of tips that you have, just maybe your most popular tips about the way as parents, we shift our way of thinking or the way that we speak. Um, I know it's hard. As you said, it's I don't think that there's any parent that's listening that would ever say raising kids is easy. Um, Maybe we can make it easier, like you said, and make it more enjoyable. But I know one thing that I struggle with is the amount of mess that's going on in my head. I think about the dishes and the laundry. And I know this has been told to me through therapy. This has been told to me through experts like you that come on the podcast. Like sometimes you just have to say, okay, enough with that. Get Mm. on the floor and play with your kid. Set Mm. a timer for 10 minutes. And I know that when I practice that, I do see a difference. But there are times, and I will say, you know, especially in the mornings when you have your routine, it's like, yeah. I don't, and I say this to them, I do not like raising my voice at you to tell you to get going. Like I understand when they're little, sometimes it takes them a few times to hear, to process, but I also know as their mom and, and, and their dad knows too, that sometimes we know you heard exactly what we said and you're going to do your own thing. But sometimes I just am so sick of the fight and I don't, I'm like, how do I get into their head? Like, hey, this is serious stuff. Well, the interesting thing about all of that, I coach loads of people on that early morning thing. In fact, I've got a blog about, and I'm just putting it out there uh, for people if they want to look up my morning routine blog and then my evening routine. Yes, I'm going to look that up. (laughs) Yeah, all my tips. But um, it's about your tone of voice. It's about your body language. Loads of people don't know uh, this kind of approach to it. You know, they say it once and then then you say it again. Then you get a bit cross, then the voice gets louder, then you get you shout and then you... So it, it kind of escalates. But the key thing here is about stopping what you're doing, Uh, making sure that your tone of voice doesn't go up in an inflection, which sounds like a question. Do you want to tidy up? Well, you don't do that. You say, guys, we're going to tidy up. I'm going to count to 34. I'm going to see who can get most toys in the box. Let's go. Right, she's got three. Let you, you know, you can make life fun, but you have to mean it. And I call it meaning business. If you have this kind of plea, pleading for, you know, pleading them, oh, please put the toys away. Please brush your teeth. Please go to bed. Please stay in your bedroom. Don't come out again. Um, Kids pick up on all that. You've got to be assertive. And that's why I work with the parents, not really the kids so much now, although I'm sort of like a super nanny type. Um, (laughs) It's not the kids. It's the way you speak. It's what you expect. It's how you set it up. And then it's almost what are the, the consequences to not doing this? So you have to kind of set that all up. And the other thing is not to rush. So if you are rushing and shouting in the morning, one very simple tip when I was coaching one of my clients fairly recently 
um, I just said, well, how about you get up maybe 20 minutes earlier? So you have your shower. You've had your hot cup of coffee that you like so much. You've got your clothes out ready for the day because you've thought about it without the kids rushing and screaming and carrying on. And that transformed her life. She said, my God, Sue, within a week, that has just changed everything. I'm in better form. The kids are more relaxed. I'm very specific in my instructions. We don't have the telly on and life has got much easier. So thank you very much. So it doesn't take a lot of rocket science to sort of sort that all out. But if you're not speaking in a certain way with an authoritative kind of confidence, kids will play you. I'd like to hit pause in this week's conversation to talk to you about another sponsor of the podcast, Blondin Professional Real Estate. And you may think, okay, she's going to talk about real estate, the buying and the selling and all of that. I actually want to focus on something different. I want to focus on an email I received not too long ago from Blondin Professional Real Estate. And it was interesting because my husband and I, we have been talking about our home and is this our forever home? And if it is, what do we need to do as far as improvements? And if it isn't our forever home, what do we have to do for improvements to sell it? And then I got this email and the subject line, home maintenance that may save you money. And so it prompted this thought process in my head on, okay, let's take away the buying and the selling conversation right now. And let's focus on this checklist that Blonde and Professional Real Estate put out. It's essential tasks that every homeowner should prioritize before winter. And that's something that's super important that everyone should do, whether you are even thinking about buying or selling. And that's one of the great things that I love about Blonde and Professional Real Estate. They're not just here to meet buyers and sellers' needs. Of course, yes, that's their main thing. But they're still relevant to people that may not be wanting to buy or may not be wanting to sell. They have some great material online, blondinrealestate.com, and I encourage you to go there Put in your email address so you can receive these emails like I do and just get yourself ready and prepared with the help of Blondin Professional Real Estate. Again, it's blondinrealestate.com. All right, let's get back into this week's conversation. Uh, yes. And I have a couple of thoughts on that. One, the having the TV on. So they will ask, hey, can we... Um, watch a movie while we're getting ready. And I say, no, you can get ready first. And if there's time, then we can watch a movie before we have to leave for school. Right, right there, you've given them an in. You've already Ooh. gone right okay. there. It, right there, you've gone, if you get ready, you can. So they will play you on that. And then they'll go, oh, and then they'll moan and then they'll whine. You have to be kind of like clear in your head as in we're just not doing telly. And the first time it's going to be maybe a little difficult, but again, in the tone of voice. And then you make sort of fun and then you get on with it. And then they and then they can see that you're in better form. You're not cross. So everything goes a bit smoother and then you can be nicer to them. And you just make a rule. You know, it's just like a house rule. You sit down, you talk to your partner if you've got one and say, well, what are our house rules around some of this stuff in the morning or some of this stuff at bedtime so that we both 
both sing from the same song sheet. What Mm. are the consequences if they don't do it? You know, you're going to take something away or you're going to give them a sticker if they're little or you're going to have an extra story or you have 10 minutes later to read. So there's a reward for it. But, you know, you don't give in to the TV because once you go down that route, kids don't put their shoes on or get their reading book or see the urgency to get out to school on time. And that's when you end up moaning and nagging and shouting. Mm, Yes. And I was going to say there was a book that I read that said it's basically you don't get B until you finish A. And it's not a constant. And I don't know how you feel about this, but it's like, okay, if I tell one of them, um, okay, I need you to get your shoes on. And and, and they say, um, I'd like to grab my Barbie or whatever. And their Barbie is in a place where they can't reach it. And I have to get it. It's like, you can get your shoes on. And then after your shoes, I'll give you your Barbie. And then it was like, say it once and then be done. They'll figure it out. And that's where I, sometimes I'm just like, hey, did you hear me? And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had you, but we're playing you. <laughs> right. As they give me the middle finger when I walk away, uh, even though they don't know what that is. But I'm just thinking, yeah, like, I'm like, okay, so if in order to get B, you need to do A, but I don't, I'm not supposed to keep telling like, them. Yeah, but then that's, you see, there's this fine line about bribery and reward. So one of the key things I say to parents when I'm working with them is, right, Children are either motivated towards something, depending on their age, like, I don't know, a sticker or an extra story or a friend round to play on Friday or away from. So, you know, you try taking a mobile phone from a teenager for even half an hour, you'll soon get compliance on that one. Right. Find out which way they're motivated. Now, in my family, I've got two kids. I've got a son and a daughter. And um, they were motivated slightly differently. So with Molly, it was towards. And with Will, it was sort of take it away. So once you've cracked that, then you've got a consequence. Because kids need to learn. But they also need to learn. They have a choice. Are you going to do one of these simple things is, are you going to do your homework before or after your dinner? So what's implied is you are doing your homework, but you have a degree of choice when you do it. Now, that's a cracker where you go, use that for anything. Do you want to brush your teeth before or after you put your pajamas on? Do you want to get your shoes on before or after I get the Barbie down? You know, make it like that so that they understand that, you know, there are consequences to this stuff. And you're not constantly... Um, bartering. If you do that, I'll give you this. Because what are they learning about life? You know, when you go out in the real world, if you turn up late for work, they're not going to go, you know, oh, okay, um, you, you came in late again today. Oh, well, never mind. What was the reason? You've got to try and make them have responsibility and consequences. So teach them that quite early on at home. Okay. Something that you said that I, and you said it, you have to crack the code on this one, finding out what it is, whether it's take away or give. Mm. Oh, that's, you know, (laughs) somebody asked me not too long ago, and I had said this, they had asked me about something that one of my child likes, like, what's she into? And at first, I did feel like a bad, I, I sat there and I read the text. And I was like, I don't know how to answer this. I felt like a horrible parent. Like, I don't know what my kid likes, but it's ever changing. And I actually had talk to someone out loud about it because I was beating myself up on the inside. I'm like, well, I don't know what. No, they're always changing. But that is something that I am 
trying to figure out like, what is it that the one needs? Okay, here's a great example. The youngest is potty trained, except for she is continuing to go number two in her pants. And I I feel like you hear people give advice that says when they get it, they'll get it. Or you should tell them this, or you should take away this, or you should give them this. And I'm like, I just don't feel like any of it's working. So, I mean, I've got a whole, go and listen to my podcast about that or join my toddler roadmap because I talk about potty training and the ABC of potty training when they're ready and, you know, jump for joy is Jay. That's when it finishes. Um, Yeah, because that's a whole, that's a whole story in itself about why she's doing that, whether she's ready or whether she's playing you. You know, the whole thing with potty training is if you get it kind of when they're ready, they do it quite quickly, but they've got to see the reason behind it. And sometimes they're too busy playing to notice or care. And they don't care. It's like, you know, they don't see the urgency for some of this stuff. But also our reaction is important. Sometimes we're too nice. Sometimes we're too strict. You've got to find the balance between sometimes it's an accident. You go, oh, my goodness, never mind. But make sure, you know, next time. Or if you think, you know, you're a bit cross about it, you can even act because half the time we act as parents and you go, you know what? I am so cross with you doing this now because you've been, you know, and all the rest of it, you act it a bit, not nastily, but you make it a point to know that pooing in your pants is not a good thing. So you do have to talk about that and make them realize and big girls don't do that and, you know, all the rest of it. But it's a balance because you don't want to damage their self-esteem. But on the other hand, are you going to keep on clearing it up? It's really irritating. Right. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I would like to tackle another topic that I think is super important that you mentioned it a little bit earlier about the divorce journal for kids. Yeah. There is so, unfortunately, so much of a need of that and the divorce conversational cards that you created. I would like to talk about this before our conversation ends, because I truly think it's something that needs to be covered. Well, as I always say, it's not the divorce that damages the kids. It's the level of conflict that they experience. And certainly trying to keep it out of court is a really good idea because, you know, only the lawyers earn all the money from that. Um, You can't do that immediately because you're so angry or so upset or so hurt. You know, the emotions are so high. And I talk about the seven stages that people go through. Again, Google Sue Atkins, seven stages of divorce. It comes up and explains. It's kind of like a grief and a dying, but then we turn the corner and then eventually you rise again. Now, it takes, not many people know this, but it takes between 18 months to two years to process any major change, divorce, bereavement, uh, redundancy. And also, I feel collectively, the pandemic, we haven't seen the reactions and the trauma really yet, because we're only sort of coming out of it. And there will be a kind of collective grieving around that whole process. Some people liked it, Some people found it very difficult, you know, in the sense of they liked it because they were family orientated. They could stay home and play with the kids. But other people lost loved ones. And it was a very traumatic time around the whole world. And that also exacerbated relationships, because if you were stuck at home with someone that you kind of, you know, found a bit annoying, really, and then you were stuck at home for a couple of weeks or months, then 
then of course the it did skyrocket divorces have gone through the roof because of the circumstances so the thing is there's no guilt attached to that no blame but it's about how do we handle it and I've written copiously about blogs and ideas and all sorts of courses and one-to-one coaching that I do with families going through or mums in particular actually going through it so the children are not damaged by it but there are strategies and techniques for example how you tell them that's just a one-off some people just ring up and work with me for an hour around how to tell the children because that's really important I remember talking to somebody a while back and she said oh my god yes she said because I it's 50 years ago she said and I remember exactly what I was wearing, where I was. I had an orange cardigan on. I had my red shoes. My mum said, come here, I need to tell you something. And she's never forgotten the moment. Mm. So look how important it is, how you tell them. And then, of course, the messaging that you need to tell them. You can't make loads of promises because you don't actually know. But I get people to draw a circle put some spokes into it and just write a few ideas about what will stay the same. So you will stay at the same school or you will see grandma on a Wednesday or, you know, still play with Amy on a Friday, whatever those things are, depending on their age. So there are things that will stay the same and be honest with them if you don't quite know some of the answers. But if you're in a good place, they will be in a good place. So that's why I work with people to make sure they look after themselves first. A bit like that analogy where you put the uh, oxygen mask on you yeah. uh, when you're in an aeroplane so you can then turn to the child and look after the child. So it's the same principle. But people do need support through this. You know, it's a really challenging, tough time. Whoever's instigated it, whatever the circumstances, it's painful because it's the death of dreams. You know, you didn't get married or be in a long-term relationship to pull apart. So you have to process it. So I do say it takes quite a while. So that's why the Divorce Journal for Children is full of activities and positivity and different ways of looking at it. Kids can do it on their own or they can do it with grandma or they can do it with dad or with mum. But it will start those conversations, you know, big conversations perhaps with little people that I think are very important. I'd like to highlight Evoke Creative one more time, one of the sponsors of the podcast, and I would like to direct you to their website, evokecco.com. They are a creative marketing company supporting small businesses, and yes, they can create your website, and yes, they can create a logo for you, and yes, they can create a digital content strategy for you, but I want to focus right now on how they're supporting other businesses by using their website. So what I mean by that is now you can go and buy things. The Evoke shop is open for orders. This isn't just uh, their stuff. They are taking care of other people's merchandise. They are putting it out there so that you can support small, you can support your community. And I absolutely love that about them. So check them out, evokecco.com. All right, let's get back to the final bits of this week's episode. Uh, yes, you. that I think is probably the issue is that we might, as parents, be too scared to have those conversations yeah. or think that they can't understand them, but really they can, right? Well, they pick up your vibes. But the other thing I also have to guard against with some parents is 
they confide too much. So certainly if mum is at home then on her own and she's had a few drinks or whatever it might be, you know, don't confide too much in your 10-year-old. You know, go and seek out some of your friends because your little 10-year-old, that's not what she's supposed or he's supposed to listen to. So, you know, make sure what you do with that brain dump and make sure the brain dump is in the appropriate place. And again, you know, you're not happy, clappy and pretending it's all all right. But on the other hand, you know, get the support you need because then you can help your kids properly. Well, what you you just brought to mind, like the child has a mom and a dad. And even though you may have, I, I'm just using an example as the mom, if you are in a situation and you really are mad at the dad and you have all these things to say, again, at the end of the day, that is still your child's father. And so, yeah, and vice versa, mother too. So like, I do think that sometimes we might try to talk to our kids or uh, unleash things. and, And really, we have to remember that those conversations in my opinion, should not happen because I don't, how I feel about my husband or their dad, that shouldn't be the way they feel. They need to have their own relationship. Yes, exactly. I couldn't agree with you more, but that's not easy. No. But it's important. And one of the simplest things I also do when I'm working with my clients is um, to get a photo, uh, if they're here at the practice or not, if I'm on Zoom and stuff, you get a photo of the kids, put it in the center. And I always remember this with a a client, I was working through what we call the co-parenting plan with them. And the guy said something. And I said, so what would Ruby think about that, which is their 10 year old, I think, or 11 year old. And he went, oh my God, no, that's not a good idea immediately when you look at the child he shifted because he was getting angry kind of stuff and wound up with his wife but as soon as he looked at the picture of the child he realized what he was demanding wasn't good for her yes yes and and i will say that i mean and and it's very minor in comparison to what some of these kids deal with but i think i remember one time being aggravated because i don't know maybe he didn't put the clothes in the dryer <laughs> so yeah, minor yeah. and yeah, i think I, cool stuff yeah yeah like i think i started to say something yeah. in the yeah. car like your dad and then i'm like no I, I mean i'm not perfect at it but i'm i stopped myself because yeah that, they minor. can't yeah i mean really- i try yeah yeah because you're right and of course you've got to keep it real we're all real. right but you're right and one of the key things is don't criticize the other parent yeah I know that's difficult right and that's gonna really take a lot of maturity in you but mm. you know what as you say they look like their mum, or they look like their dad or they, they're musical like their father or you know good at sport whatever it is they are half of that you know pairing and so to them it's important that they forge that relationship with their dad and keep it or their mum it's very mm-hmm. important to them the family may be splitting up but it's changing it's not ending changing, not ending. That's, yes, that's what needs to be said. Wow, you have been so helpful. And I know 
that I'm going to be doing some little reading on your blogs. Please give all the information. I know people can go straight to the website, but just let's walk through the different things that you have to offer parents like me and anyone that's listening. Well, I'm passionate about parenting, whether that's babies, toddlers, kids, teenagers, or even kids that have flown the nest. And there's so much stuff that I've written. There's so much stuff on YouTube. So check out my website, which is thesueatkins.com, because there's a lady sitting on a yacht called Sue Atkins, and it's not me. So there's the Sue Atkins, the one and only. Check out Sue Atkins on Twitter. Please come over if you listen to this podcast and say hello, because I'll be promoting it on on my Twitter feed, Sue Atkins. I'm Sue Atkins 18 on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn as Sue Atkins. You know, I'm like a bad penny. I turn up everywhere uh, because I'm passionate about helping you, not, you know, judging you. This is all about we're in it together. And even if it's a tip and a script or an idea that I might have had that you hadn't thought of, then, you know, check out the blog, check out my website. Loads of it's for free. And there are other stuff then that are in my shop or my resources that you can buy if you want to. I can definitely tell in your voice how much you do want to help. And so I know it's genuine and that is amazing. I will have all of this information on the show notes at jilldevine.com. Sue, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, I could talk to you all afternoon or all day because I'm so interested in helping families and it's been a pleasure. So thank you very much for inviting me. Okay, before we wrap up this week's episode, one more shout out to Blondin Professional Real Estate. I love what they have at BlondinRealEstate.com. They have this opportunity for you to learn about property before it hits the market, before it goes to the masses. All you have to do is submit your name and your email address and you'll get a weekly email. And so then you'll get to see what is available. But I also like that needs are shown as well. So by that, I mean, let's say I am looking for five acres somewhere, wherever, but I want a ranch home with three bedrooms, three baths and a pool. Let's just say that that's what I'm looking for. Well, someone that is reading this, maybe they have that exact scenario. Maybe they know someone who has that. Then we can match up and we can see if it's a good fit. And so then it just works for everyone. So you know before anybody else, just go to blondinrealestate.com. And I'd like to thank you for your support of this podcast. I mean, it really is people like you who share this and support it and reach out that keeps it going keeps it in the hands of others. So thank you so much. If you're happening to listen to this um, on Apple Podcasts, for example, you can subscribe, rate, and review, and that will also help get the podcast in front of others. You can also follow along on my website, jilldevine.com. You'll find every single podcast episode there, as well as all my social media handles and some awesome blogs that have been written for all kinds of different content. I just want to thank you again for your support of Two Kids and a career.